0: episode 12 of the story garden pod and I'm your host and story gardener Megan Lang earlier this week I had to write a new bio for myself to be used at a local event and while writing it I described story garden pod as a podcast that focuses on building community through storytelling as you listen to each episode I hope that your takeaway is just that, the growth of community. I believe with all of my heart that we can find common ground with almost anyone. And I hope that you, listener, are inspired by the stories shared to go and listen to the stories of folks in your own community. Now on to my guest. Earlier this summer, This guest joined us to share one story during the special Pride episode. This week, I am honored to welcome my friend, David Lowe, to join me for a full episode. David and I met last year while volunteering with several local campaigns, and I don't believe that words can cover the richness that he has brought to my life and to my greater community. This episode was especially fun because David's husband, Michael, jumps in and out of the stories with us. I'll be bringing Michael back for a full episode later this year, but for now, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join us in the Story Garden.
1: My name is David Lowe. (laughs) I come from Missouri originally. David Lowe from Joplin, Mo. Oh my gosh! And uh, <laughs> I grew up there. It was a great little town to grow up in. I had a wonderful high school, uh, a fantastic music department and drama department at this high school, which encouraged me to want to do music. And. Uh, Everyone thought I was going to go to New York and become a Broadway star.
0: You kind of did. Kind Just of. Kind not. Of. Well, I
1: met, a, I met a teacher there my high school year yeah. at the local college, and, and she was fantastic and introduced me to opera. And so I went, I went to that college for two years, and then I auditioned for Juilliard and made it into Juilliard and moved to New York when I was 19 years old and i was there ever since
0: i'm very excited because this is the first not in my living room podcast Mm. which is thanks to random guy david who sold me his laptop (laughs) (laughs) um i really love i like that we can i can move about yes and be in
1: different environments. it's
0: i just this is
1: Thank Doesn't you. it just feel
0: inspirational? You look at it and you're like, wow, this is my home. Yeah. I don't look at this and think, wow, this is my home. I think, wow, this is a really nice room to sit in. Um, yeah,
1: I love it. I love everything about it except we don't have a pool yet. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at this and I, I thought, know. "I thought, why That's don't they like... have a
0: pool? <laughs> so,
1: that would be fun. Yeah. So yeah, this was a big decision moving you know, from New York yeah. to here. Why?
0: Um, That's a whole story.
1: Because <laughs> we had a big, nice house mm-hmm. in Mount Vernon, New York, which is like 30 minutes above the city. I drove into the city every day. It would be like Hendersonville to Nashville. So we had this big house and loved it, but you can't retire in New York. The Taxes are terrible. Mm-hmm. And we came down here three years ago for a vacation and drove around East Nashville and Nashville and we saw all these Black Lives Matter signs and gay, f- gay signs and yeah. just fell in love with it. and thought, yeah, we could do this. I could probably do something in music. Michael would be centrally located. He could go to Atlanta. He'd and go- flights are <clears throat> easy. Yeah. He's done a bunch of movies in uh, Louisiana, so. But so we did it. We uh, so we came down here and rented for six months yeah. in East Nashville, and looked and looked and looked and just could not find anything. It seemed like from the time that we came to visit to the time we came to live here, the prices had gone up. It was a little disappointing, and yeah. uh, and then it was also the time when everybody was buying. So we we found like three houses, four houses that we bid on and got way outbid you know and then found this on a and I came out and said I think we found our house yeah and this was totally renovated inside <clears throat> we've done a lot to it since yeah um but uh just fell in love with it
0: I'm and so that's glad. why we moved
1: and our so our taxes on this our real estate taxes on this for a year it's what we were paying for a month in New York, which is just insane. We just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, but we came from a great neighborhood. We were friends with everybody. We had parties together like yes. we have at your house, yes. you know, and it was great. So this is a little... It's different. Different than that. Yeah. We've met only met one neighbor across the street Yeah, and have them over and... Uh, it's because the houses are spread apart, and it's just it's hard to meet people. It's different, but
0: <clears throat> I I mean I hate that you weren't able to get a house in East Nashville. But if you had, then we wouldn't have you in Sumner I County, know, I know. and it would have been,
1: it would have been totally different uh, for us. We know that it would have been. We would have met more people there and probably not gone. We go in all the time, though. I'm yeah. surprised how many people we've met that live here in Hendersonville and say, oh, we never go into the city. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, why? We I do. I mean, it's, it's easy. We
0: don't do it all the time, but, yeah. like, we, <clears throat> we – on weekends, go like yeah. It's not in Nashville, but there's a place like somewhere between here and the airport, kind of. Right. Um. It's called JoJo's Cuban Cuisine, oh. and it's. Yeah. Amazing Cuban food. They have. Oh. uh A mojo that is just. Moi. Uh huh. We have to go with you. You yes, I mean it's like we it's a hole Cuban in the food. wall. It is an old. Um. They had a food truck. And. Did well enough to open their. Restaurant mm-hmm. and,
1: um, hmm.
0: it's never super busy, but they always it's always consistent.
1: I love that.
0: And it's just it's good. We have to try that. Yeah, um, but that's
1: a that's a big difference in living in New York because yeah. we could get anything we wanted anytime we wanted, and
0: it's hard because in Knoxville there was lots of restaurants. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And here yeah. it's.
1: Yeah, it's hit or miss. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But like I said, we don't mind driving in at any time. It's uh, It seems yeah. easy to us. When I was working, I drove in every day to the Met. Yeah. And...
0: Park. If you don't have public transportation, yeah. a good infrastructure for that, then you just have to...
1: You have to do it.
0: Because otherwise you're sad that there aren't restaurants, but you're not willing to drive.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> and also, it's... Um, you can't live in downtown Manhattan unless you're making ton of ton of Buku money. Buku money. Yeah, so most of my colleagues lived out in Jersey and like us. You know, and we took lived, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they drove. Everybody drove. Really. Yeah. And uh, commuted with other people and stuff.
0: They wouldn't take the.
1: Not really. With that job, it was too hard. After. You know, at the end at of midnight. the day,
0: and yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. You
1: want to get in your car and just go home. Yeah. And, and then you're there all day long. We rehearsed all day and then had a break for dinner and then back for a show. Sometimes seven shows a week, um, which was crazy, crazy schedule. Still... So, <laughs> yeah, it okay. was crazy. And we did... Um, there's 80 of us in the chorus, that's how many people, and uh, full-time 80 yeah. people. Usually 20 to 25 operas a year, different operas. So it's a rotating schedule. Like
0: every two weeks, it's a different.
1: Well, three, three a week of the same, you know, and every other night. So then one goes away and another one's coming, coming in. So that's why we're rehearsing We're rehearsing the next show coming up. Yeah, which is crazy. So
0: you would have like four operas going on in your head at all times. Yeah,
1: all the time. But then you know, over the years after you've been there a while, a lot of them keep coming back through. And yeah, and the the standard ones like La Boheme, which is very easy to do, they put it up in a day or two days rehearsal. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, that, and that's it. And they go, okay, that's it. That's all you're getting and let's go. <laughs> and if you
0: mess up. <laughs>
1: right. But it's amazing how, you know, I, I still remember the words to a lot of choruses. Yeah. A year out, you know. it's.
0: Oh, and you still will because.
1: Yeah. They're in there deeply buried. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. It's like me with Joni Mitchell songs. They oh, just yeah. Never leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. We can all remember songs from this you know, yeah. Long ago. Isn't that amazing that your mind can do that?
0: All sorts of yeah.
1: But yeah, um so that was the reason we moved here.
0: And you did your bachelors and your masters at at Juilliard Juilliard, and then you just skipped across the street. Well, not (laughs) not
1: the next year, but (laughs) after I graduated from Juilliard I tried having a solo career traveling you know to small companies and but it's almost the same thing as being a Broadway star or an actor you have to audition all the time and and you're out of work a lot of times so you come I always used to joke and say Juilliard should have taught typing because that's what I did a lot of to make money you know in between I was an administrative assistant then I started doing chorus gigs in town which was great Mm -hmm. I mean there's a lot of churches in New York that pay for a professional choir, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of choruses in town that pay um, the New York Philharmonic and Carnegie Hall and all these different... And so I started doing that pretty full-time, almost. Yeah. Full-time. And then a friend of mine uh, sang in the Met Chorus, and she said, you really should come and audition for the Met Chorus. And so I did, and uh, I... I did a couple years of extra course, what they call, mm-hmm. where I think they kind of test you out and see if you're gonna Kind of like in. fill-in <laughs> right. and yeah. And then finally a, uh, an opening happened and I got in. I, Amazing. So I was full-time 21 years, which is, and it was a very, very tough schedule. It was uh, yeah, sort of the similar to a teacher, because we would have... The season would be from September through May, six days a week, one day off, and very difficult to get a, even two or three day together off. Yeah. And then we'd have ten weeks in the summer. So it was not bad. But for 21 years, no Christmas, no uh, New Year's Eve, no Thanksgiving. all the, You couldn't go someplace. You had to...
0: You had to be able to go to work the next day,
1: right? Usually, or you you usually sang on New Year's Eve. There was a big, you know, New Year's Year's Eve show. Um, But there were
0: also sometimes Christmas Eve shows, mm -hmm. and yeah, Mm -hmm. New Year's
1: Day shows. Mm -hmm. Those are those are hard after a party Mm on New Year's Eve. But so I'm very happy now to be able to, you know, have holidays and travel and. no schedule.
0: No schedule. <laughs> it's, very it's also nice. a perk of working from for myself. Yes, right. <laughs> it's so right? nice. I'm like, oh, I didn't sleep very well last night. I'm gonna yeah sleep in an hour and a half, and nobody's gonna be mad at me because right. my first appointment's not until ten thirty. <laughs> yeah,
1: it feels good.
0: It does. Yeah.
1: It really does. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna do something in music here. I know. Yeah. I'm not. I just haven't. Uh, I sang like I sang with the symphony this Mm -hmm. whole past year, which was fantastic. Yeah, they did an opera, so I got to do that part in the opera, which was Mm -hmm. great. And I met, you know, musicians in the symphony, and it was nice and singing music that I'd not sung in twenty five years. Was nice.
0: Was I mean? It exercises your chops too. Sure.
1: Yeah, and um so i'm just waiting to see what the next uh step is 10 years ago um my hometown of joplin Mm -hmm. had a terrible f5 tornado that wiped out Mm -hmm. a huge section of the town 150 people were killed and so i made a cd all on my own in my living room with recording stuff I did all the instruments myself, and um, <clears throat> I sang sort of like, not countryish, but like the songs my mom. Like more really ballad liked. style. Yeah, more like um, "You Don't Know Me," that song, mm. and uh, mm. I did a three-part arrangement of Route Sixty Six, a cappella, where I sang all the parts. I did uh, King of the Road acapella was singing four parts on that what? and I recorded it and then I wrote one song uh, about the tornado mm-hmm. in Joplin <clears throat> and it was kind of a ballady kind of song yeah. and I did a video to go along with it and I sold I sold them to make money for my school and I raised about six thousand dollars off That's of this amazing. little CD you know yeah and I went back and was on the local station, <laughs> and it was it was kind of a big deal. For my mom was really proud of that.
0: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> do and, Do you still have it? Yeah, I might have a copy.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna ask for one. <laughs> yeah, a CD. Hmm. I, what was that? <clears throat> I
0: still have CDs yeah, too. I yeah, so. me too. Um, yeah, I was
1: very, I was very proud to do that. You know, even, and I donated it all to my high school music department,
0: so okay, uh so
1: i like I wanna get back into that, so I have all the recording equipment i yeah. want i wanna that's what I'm gonna do in the shed <laughs> and sit and record and hopefully write some more songs. Yeah. I'd like to do that too. you gotta get back into that,
0: I know, I know it's
1: hard, I mean it's it's really it's it a is lot it's of, hard
0: to find musicians that you're
1: comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I think, you know, my, my views on things have, I don't want to say they've shifted dramatically. They, they've, they've shifted slightly, but I am more, um, I feel more strongly about hiring people I align with, mm. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. And so there used to be the line was much more gray. Yeah. And now there are certain things that I'm just like I can't do that. I can't do it. <laughs> if you if you don't right. believe this and this and this, then you are not Yeah. we are not compatible right. to work together, especially because I my brand is built on me believing mm-hmm. the things that I believe. And so mm-hmm. if I have people that I've hired to be part of my band mm-hmm. and I take them into a space where there are people that are parts of minority yeah. communities and they're like, I know Megan is going to support me, but then someone else who's in my band doesn't, then I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm destroying their, yeah the safety of their space. And I'm just, so it's gotten complicated.
1: Yeah.
0: But... And, and I also, it has to be kind of organic. You can't walk up to someone and be like,
1: Hey, hey you want to be in my band? <laughs> how do
0: you feel about this hot button topic? Right, right. Um, exactly. So I just, you know. Yeah. It's hard. But... Um, okay, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to determine Where how many stories from? and what have we talked about. Right. So, okay, I Here's, know okay. you told me once about yeah. when you... You went to Juilliard Mm -hmm. and you showed up in New York.
1: Without an apartment.
0: Yes. And I would like you to tell me about (laughs) that.
1: Yes. 19-year-old naive boy from Joplin, Missouri (laughs) loaded up a U-Haul truck with furniture. (laughs) My bedroom furniture and uh, my upright piano because I had to have that and all this stuff and showed up at Juilliard and said, okay, I'm here, where do I live? And that was before they had dorms. So now they have dorms. They said, well, you have to find your own place to live. (laughs) So, and that was a Friday before Labor Day. I started at 10 o'clock in the morning walking up and down the blocks of New York City, being very you know, open, and hi, mm-hmm. I'm from Joplin, Missouri, do you know of any apartments <laughs> for rent? And and by, you know, I talked to everybody on the street, which is something you just don't do. About four o'clock in the afternoon, I passed this guy walking his dog, he said, I'm helping my friend pack up her apartment, I don't think she's uh, rented it, she works for the realty company. I went, Okay, and walked up. Four is a four-flight walk up, mm-hmm. but in a beautiful um, uh, brick. Uh, like not, brownstone. Brownstone, or? right? And it had those stairs that went up eight, and then a uh-huh. landing, and then another eight, and and it was a it was a hike up those four flights. Uh, At
0: least it wasn't a ten.
1: Right, it wasn't a ten. <laughs> But I walked in and she was sitting with all her boxes and she said, yeah, I work for the realty company. I haven't rented it and I've hired movers. Uh, I'm gonna cancel my movers and call friends. I showed up the next morning. We've moved her stuff onto my U-Haul, my stuff up into the apartment. We moved her up 10 blocks to her new apartment. And in a day I had an apartment a one bedroom in a brownstone that was fantastic and it was 10 blocks from Juilliard and and I lived there for eight years and here's the the (laughs) kicker to the story is I mean it was it was very reasonable at that time I think maybe 360 or something like that it went up to maybe 600 by the time I left
0: in New York
1: (laughs) yeah it went co-op my last year Uh the building and in new york if if you're living in an apartment and it goes co-op you have first rights to buying it and this was when i just graduated and there was no way that i had
0: Mm -hmm. the money to buy it a
1: hundred thousand dollars for this apartment which would have been awesome i mean nowadays it's like unheard of it's probably a million by now but uh, I didn't there was no way I could buy it so but I sold my rights to for someone else to buy it for fifty thousand dollars. So if a person paid me fifty thousand dollars to buy that apartment for a hundred. So basically <laughs> I made my rent back of eight years.
0: Your rent that you shouldn't even have been able to
1: right Yeah. I mean, angels were looking after me. Yeah. For sure. For you were sure. <clears throat> just... I mean...
0: David Lowe from Joplin Mo. Yeah, Mel. yeah. That's... Inc-
1: Incredible. It doesn't <sighs> happen.
0: Uh-uh. mm Why do you think it happened? I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> somebody was... Somebody... I just was so... Uh, I was so excited to move to New York. I didn't feel... I didn't feel any pressure, yeah. or uh, I never felt scared. It was interesting, you know, and I. It was a new adventure for me. Yeah. And it just seemed like the thing I was supposed to do. It seemed like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna go to Juilliard. Pack sure. up a
0: U-Haul. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna do that, and Juilliard was just a an, an unbelievable kind of experience because yeah. it was sort of a bubble where it doesn't didn't feel real yeah I didn't know that when I was in it because everything was top-notch you know you had dressers and yeah. costume designers and all that kind of stuff and uh oh and you, then and you, you get, get out, out, to the right, you out to the real world and you go oh wow I'm
0: I want to go back to school <laughs> I want to go back
1: but it was a great experience and uh I'm happy I went there. yeah yeah but and I, I've I know I've talked to you about this before. It was so diverse racially and uh, um, that, like, in all, all the ways, everything so yeah. everything that and that I never you know even thought about at the time and now I think about it I go, wow that's how I grew up that's why I'm not yeah. you know,
0: well especially because, you know we talk like we grow up. My high school growing up was, there were, it was a lot of white kids, Mm, a lot of white kids, and then um, very few black kids, Mm. and there was a larger population of brown students because um, Lenore City at the time had a very high population of specifically families who had moved here from mexico so um there was a larger population Mm. of mexican Mm. students but it was very much like there was the there was a hallway and that was where the mexican students would hang out and um i mean it was just we were just very much like a very everyone was very similar like there Uh was we all had we were all different. There were like the D and D kids and right. the goth kids and the right. I was a drama theater kid and the right. chorus kids. But
1: there was no against one another.
0: No, I, well, and and I mean we were just we were very much all very similar. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. you if you were to look at us and flip through the yearbook, mm-hmm. it was just like lots of mm-hmm. white kids and. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is totally fine and not, you know, but, um, but I did not, I did not grow up with a super diverse community because my neighborhoods and my school and like, it just was not diverse. Right. Um,
1: that's why mine was as well.
0: And, and then I, I like went to UT. I don't, I don't remember when I really started. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I had friends that like came out to me and then Mm -hmm. i made friends through some church stuff and started hanging out at the um oh what is it called there's a there were just a few places on campus at ut where i would hang out and meet people and Mm -hmm. that was eye-opening because Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah wow but you grow up more, a lot of times I feel like our true growing up happens after high school, but before we hit that 25, 26, like we're just mm-hmm. that, like seven mm-hmm. or eight years of yeah, kind of real world, but not quite, but you're, you're getting there and then.
1: Mm. Yeah. And job, I mean, cause I didn't grow up, uh, knowing other religions right. even right. or I didn't know any Jewish people at all and there was I don't only think one black uh, girl in mm-hmm. my whole high school there was two high schools in town and the other had all the black people because oh. they lived on that side of town Yeah, and then half White mm-hmm. rich people on that side of town, yeah, and mine was more of the other. That
0: is, yeah, well, and and I didn't have that exactly. It was Lenore City and Loudoun yeah. or Loudoun County, it was just very white. Oh, yeah, um, but then other parts of Knoxville, you would drive mm. farther down and you mm-hmm. would be, you know, and people would be like, Well, don't drive over there. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where the best food is yeah i'm gonna go and right. eat my jackie's dream over yeah. on magnolia and you know that uh.
1: yeah. well that's how you know and moving to new york at 19 and i was innocent <laughs> and naive and uh, i never thought about it i just didn't think about it i wouldn't have ever thought to be prejudiced against uh one of my classmates right. who were black and Korean and Chinese and yeah. uh, Filipino and all these different things.
0: Filipino food. Yeah. In fact,
1: <laughs> and I'll never forget this. My first year with all those people, Yeah. you have to take English diction as your first, uh, mm-hmm. language class. And the woman had written the book for singers on English diction. And, uh, said we went around the room and said where we were from and our name and everything. And she goes, "Oh, you're from the Midwest. I'm gonna have the worst time with you." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, really? Are you really? Why? Why? <laughs>
0: why? Why? <laughs> that spread? Why?"
1: Yeah, so that was very funny.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh, yes. Tell me about, how did you meet Michael?
1: Yes. (laughs) On Match.com. It does work.
0: You're kidding. For
1: all you people out there. (laughs) Yes, it works. It works, it works, it works. Um,
0: How long have y'all been together?
1: 14 years together.
0: So this was in the the aughts. Yes. The late
1: two zeros. Yes. (laughs) 2009.
0: That's the year I graduated high school. Oh, great. great.
1: (laughs) The year I graduated from high school, you probably weren't even born yet. 76. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see? How about 85? No?
0: I was born in 91. (laughs) Oh,
1: gosh. So we both were in long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. He was in a long-term relationship for 24 years. I'd been in one for 14 years, but I'd been... Kind of going through bad ones <laughs> yeah after that and uh so we both put ourselves on mash.com and met for lunch and really liked each other and he invited me for our second date to a oscar party at his apartment <clears throat> and at the time he lived in this incredible apartment in soho uh no, i mean in tribeca <laughs> And uh, all of his friends were there. And I took my friends sang hey, with me. And halfway through the night, all of his friends started saying, oh, Michael, we really don't want you to go. We don't want you to move. And I turned around and I looked at him and I said, do you have something to tell me? He goes, yeah, I'm moving to California. And I went,
0: oh. Michael!
1: I know.
0: Rude! So,
1: and one of his, one of his friends, and, I, and we're still friends with her, and I, I never let her forget this. She looked at me and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. You really like him, don't you? I said, yeah, I really kind of do. And uh, he left uh, about a week after that. He, mo- <laughs> he moved out there. <clears throat> but we kept in touch, you know, and kept uh, writing and calling each other. And about three weeks later, <laughs> telling the Rude! <this> friend, <laughs> Rude. about three <laughs> weeks was it three weeks after two two, <laughs> two yeah i i got on a plane and went out and got it yeah
0: this I, is like this I, is like friends level or yeah. or like
1: i flew out on a saturday afternoon after a show i didn't have a show saturday night or sunday or and not till monday night right or tuesday night monday. Monday night. And so we spent a fantastic weekend. I talked him into moving back. Oh. No. <laughs> well.
2: No. We were enjoying ourselves on Sunday, and you met all those American Idol people. Right, and yeah. And we then you kept ignoring these phone calls you were getting. Right, right. From the airline saying, Your flight's been canceled. <laughs>
1: so I didn't know what I was going to do. So the next day, I couldn't get a flight out because there was a horrible snowstorm in New York and I knew I was gonna be in trouble if I didn't make it back to the show. But finally got on a different airline, right? And took off and had to land to refuel in Atlantic City but finally made it into JFK and I ran as fast as I could, got on the subway and made it to the Met by 7.30 for my call.
2: Yeah, he had a 7.30 call. He got there at 7.29.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 But how many more, how many weeks after that did you move back?
2: Three? One, one. a couple.
1: Yeah, a couple.
0: Two. More. So rude of you. <laughs> no, that, hey. To, to invite him to an Oscar party <laughs> well, and not tell him you were moving. <laughs> well,
2: that was our, we hardly knew.
1: our first date.
0: Was your second date? First date. Well, Second date, you got lunch.
1: Sort of, yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wow. said how Julie said, "Oh, you, I'm sorry, you like him, don't you?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> when he told her that story recently, just God, I was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, she may have
0: been, but that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh. So he,
0: Wait. He, Okay. He
1: was kind of sorry. Mike, you were sorry because you were gonna go to California and stay on Match.com and date like a hundred guys.
2: Yeah, I was in a (laughs) twenty-four year monogamous relationship. I said, "Not my time to." It's your time to
0: shine.
2: And then there he shows up. I'm like, "Oh well, that went out. That went out the window."
0: But it was worth it.
2: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's funny when you're not looking for something, how it it always seems to happen. Yeah.
1: and we oh, So we got married uh, as soon as it became legal in New yeah. York. And we had a,
0: How did you do it? Did you go a to very, the...
1: No, a very small uh, wedding in our house with about 12 friends. 20. 12
2: friends. We made our own cake. We made our own cake. Like you did for Nick's birthday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of my colleagues was a, um, um, what do you call that when you can marry people? Officiant. Officiant, yeah. right. And he did it. And we signed the papers and... And uh, we had champagne and cake, and all of us singers went to work that night. And Michael was shooting of series. Almost.
2: Yeah. We had, had a fitting that night. Yeah.
1: And we, so we all went back to work.
0: So what have we talked about? We talked about <laughs> a lot of things. Marriage. Yes. Meeting. Juilliard. Apartments. Yes.
1: Hendersonville. The Met. Hendersonville. Hendersonville. Moving here.
0: Okay, here. I think,
1: I think in high school, I knew in high school that I was gay. Yeah. And I had, I actually had three or four friends that were as well, which was very unusual in nineteen seventy five. I was doing math in my head. Yeah. If you couldn't tell. Seventy five, seventy six, and I think a lot of my, um, a lot of my schoolmates, you know. The jocks, I called them, yeah. that I was friendly with, and the cheerleaders and everything probably knew, but I w- it wasn't I wasn't out or anything. Yeah, everybody was friendly with everybody.
0: So I, I know we talked about it on the affirming Henderson Bill uh-huh. of Line. You didn't really experience much uh, bigotry bigotry until you moved here. Yeah, yeah. and I. You know, when you were talking about how you looked at East Nashville and you were excited about moving there, um, and then because of like the black lives matter signs and the pride flags and stuff. And then this is Hendersonville and Sumner County are very, it's a very different,
1: very different
0: vibe. Has that been,
1: we had, we had people warn us not to move out here or tell us, oh, why are you doing that? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> hey there, is uh, that's me 66. You go through St. Louis. <laughs> I sing Route 66 because it says, You go through St. Louis,
2: yeah. Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, Oklahoma. Well, David's uh, David's album that he was making, I was working in Louisiana and he would come visit, and every he'd play me. Uh, little snippets of the different songs he was working on and every song was just these, these ballads yeah. and so I said to him you know I love I love what you're doing but you know can you do anything kind of a little more upbeat yeah and he said uh, I don't know I kind of this is who I am this is my style and stuff and then he went back to New York and came back a week later because uh, he had finished his season at the Met and he had written two fast paced songs that he sang completely one was uh King recorded. of the Road yeah, which is was a tribute to my dad because that was a song my father yeah. used to sing and he he did a five part harmony on that and, and then, then he did uh, route, 66. route 66 as a tribute to his family yeah. and it just lifted the whole album up instead That's of everything amazing. being like a soft sweet little ballad Yeah, had a nice rhythm to it which I thought was kind of kind of exciting yes,
1: I'll give you a copy
0: okay I would like to know if you had to pick an opera that I am, that I am the opera, what opera would I be? I'm going to assign you a flower, and you have to assign me an opera that represents me in your mind.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think about that. It's uh,
0: really
2: fun. I would say Mary Stuart. The... No, what was the, the <laughs> one that... that, that, uh. that... Woman that almost like an Annie Oakley kind of a thing that uh,
1: oh she, La Fanchula del West
2: yes
1: Puccini
2: Megan
0: I don't know Megan. that one uh,
1: but I'm also thinking well it's a western it's a Puccini western I'm I'm thinking more remember the one um
2: don't say s- none of the Carmelites or no, one no, one. no 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 it's it's that. too sad, <laughs> too sad.
1: I'm thinking the one that we did um, that was done in the 20s with the two, with the big, uh, what was the name of that? <laughs> Not a famous one. I know you saw it. Maria Stewart. I, I could
2: also see Megan in Tales of Hoffman as one not the doll one, but the other one where she's surrounded the by voluptuous all the one? But where she's surrounded by all the uh, the, the the naked girls with um. the pompadours and stuff, but it was very elegant. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. there wasn't uh, you know Yeah, yeah. Not, not like vulgar or No, that. they were all in these Louis the fourteenth wigs and stuff and they had these beautiful lingerieish things. Very elegant. Is very
1: Tales of Hoffman has three different stories. Um, acts and the first act is uh, the doll, right? The doll. And the second act is Julieta is what he's talking about, mm-hmm. and they're in a gondola and they're singing and they're singing the famous duet that I'm sure you know. Da, 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 oh yeah, da, da, da,
0: you know how I learned that song, um, Charlotte Church. Oh yeah. She did on one of her it was either her first or second al- I think it may have been her second yeah, album. Yeah. Um and I uh-huh.
1: And then the third act is Antonio Antonia and she's sad. She's Which ignored. act am I? The middle one. Juliet.
0: The one with the what is,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, beautiful duet she sings with the mezzo. But our production was, like, so awesome.
2: Stunning. Stunning.
0: What is that song? Barcarolle. Barcarolle? Yes, the Barcarolle.
2: yeah.
0: Night of Stars and Night of yes. Love.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that as Megan, for sure.
0: I accept that. Great. <laughs> you are a ranunculus.
1: <laughs> a ranunculus?
0: Yeah. Have you seen these flowers? No. Okay, so they are... So
1: you have to give someone a flower?
0: I assign everyone a flower. Oh. They're these... So they remind me...
1: They're those little... They're little, right? Well,
0: they're like... They can be like this big, but they're extremely... Like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of petals. They... I don't. I feel like it's what I want a rose to be. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? I'm not. I'm not really a rose I've person. I've seen those,
2: and I always assumed they were peonies.
0: They look like peonies. Yeah. Um. And like they're just like they're David's just mother's
2: favorite flower. Yeah, that's my
1: mother's. What's Michael?
0: Like that. <sighs> oh,
1: <I'm, if> anything, <sighs> what are you? Okay.
0: Fragile and. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. We
2: no. Weak and fragile. Oh gosh. Tragic. Okay. Tragic.
0: <laughs> poison Tragic. I- Michael is poison
1: ivy. How about a
2: calla lily?
0: <laughs> Those are poisonous to all cats.
2: Purple calla lily.
0: I don't want him to be a calla lily.
1: No. Actually, hmm. when I was going to Julia, you're a poppy. A poppy. Mm-hmm. I can see that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. You're the red poppies in the Wizard of Oz.
2: Ooh, drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I,
2: I, I mean, think talking, about it. Like I start talking and put people to sleep. Like no, no.
0: Okay, so here's. I think this will be the final question. Okay. Um.
1: Yes, I'm gay. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, okay. That I was am, not the question.
1: Michael's not, but I am. What are you? <laughs> no. We, we always say that.
0: I was like, I mean, there's pan. I'm we not, just talked about that.
1: I, we always say I'm not gay but my husband
2: is. <laughs> We're gran- these are grandpa jokes. We're yeah, old. Grandpa jokes. We're a lot older than you are, Megan.
0: <laughs> okay, so um
2: Miss, I'm almost going to be 30, Megan
0: Lang. I'm 32. Woo-hoo. I'm 32. <laughs> when if you had to share something with it, the listeners, just anything. Anything great. What would you Share. Final words of wisdom, or.
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Um,
0: if I were to come to you and be like, I need advice in general about life. What would you tell me?
1: To, I would say. Always have fun and try not to i try to tell myself not to stress out over the little stuff and not be judgmental and uh, just go with the flow and those are my lessons that i have to say every day to myself i have to yeah. say don't do that don't be judgmental don't you know give that person a little bit grace. Of grace yeah grace and space and time and and don't hold anything in because it's going to just come back to haunt you and, yeah. and eat away at you. And I think Michael has taught me how to do that a lot more than I used
2: to do that.
0: Those are the kind of partners that we need.
2: Yeah. He's, well, one of the things that we do together that, that really helps us a lot is that when we have an argument we have to realize that it's okay, we're just having a fight, that's mm-hmm. all it is. It's okay to have an argument, that's part of being in a relationship right. and uh, it's not the end of the world. It's yeah. not, we're divorce court or anything like that. It's We're having an argument and we're working it out and it's part of living together. Yeah. And that was really exciting when I was able to get David to understand that. Yeah,
1: because when we were first together, I had been through, s- some really bad experiences and
2: what well, I thought I was your first.
0: <laughs> bad experience? Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah, and so we'd have a little argument and I would just break down. I thought, Oh my god, this is it And I knew what I had and I didn't want to lose it. You know? Yeah. But it was a learning curve for me.
0: But
2: I'm better. But it is a, you know, it's okay to fight. It's okay to have an argument. It's not uh yeah. You know, don't don't get mean about it. No,
0: but it's okay to disagree on things and yeah. and to and to get mad for a night to have heated words and right. then to yeah.
2: And then you wake up the next morning and you like think about it and you go oh I guess I overreacted.
0: We have the we have the rule that um, Nick and I kiss every night before bed mm-hmm. like we have to yeah unless one of us is sick in which case it's just forehead kisses but like mm-hmm. it's hard to. For me, it's hard to kiss someone when I'm mad at them. Hmm. So, we have to at least talk enough that I'm I can still be <laughs> perturbed, but I'm yeah. not like angry. Yeah. Um or I may still be angry, but I'm at least right. I recognize the anger is about the situation instead of about Nick or whatever. So yeah. that's
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then again, that goes back to what I was saying that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have that. And And it's part of it. One of the things that I learned um, that I thought was really kind of fascinating is that we all have asshole tendencies and that uh, it sounds really strange, but if you learn to embrace your asshole, which means (laughs) it doesn't mean, you know, put your head up your butt or anything like that, it just means that. Except that you are going to be an asshole sometimes and it's part of human nature. And then if you hurt somebody a day or two later, you know, take Take responsibility responsibility for it and say, listen, I was being an asshole. Yeah. And we all do that. Yeah. Everybody. We
1: always say to each other, um, we wake up happy Yeah. to see each other, you know, and, and that we're together, which is... And he makes me laugh. It's unusual... Yes, i make him him. I shouldn't have made him laugh last month
2: when he was <laughs> <laughs> after surgery. I had all my st. I had all my stitches, and they said, "You know, be quiet, don't think." And he starts making me laugh. I'm like, "Stop it.
1: <laughs> I feel like with yeah. us, uh, well, going back to the Match.com thing what i put on my profile was i'm more than just an opera singer um, oh my gosh and michael always brings it up and it's like
2: that's no, hilarious I'm sure that is so funny <laughs> i'm a year i'm a year and a half older than david and uh, i graduated in 1975 and he graduated in 76 And I'll say, do you remember this song? I said, Patti Smith with her album Horses was a seminal album in 1975. And he's like, ooh. What? No. (laughs) He knows no popular pop culture references from the 70s at all. I said, do you remember the... Or the 80s, too. The Bee Gees or any of that stuff. And he's like, huh?
0: Okay. Well. Yeah. Anything else?
2: Well, well, we love you. (laughs)
1: Love you, too. We're so happy that we've met you guys. You know, yeah. you you're part
0: of our community. <clears throat> yeah, our it's made of be. It's We're made a. <laughs> you are not. My mom is
2: my age. Your age. Yeah. yeah.
0: My dad was like eight years older than her, so.
1: Is he gone? Your dad? Yeah, oh. he
0: passed when I was eight. Oh okay. So. Ooh,
2: that's tough. Yeah.
1: My dad died he when he great. was fifty. Uh, Six mm. when I might right before I moved to Juilliard Moved to New York. Yeah, so he knew I was So you moving. were young yeah, I mean I you were like 18. you graduated college or mm-hmm. high school and that's mm-hmm. wow. yeah. yeah, so and he knew I was moving yeah to New York and uh, uh, He was a truck driver. Yeah, um, but then he owned a whole bunch of trucks and he was proud of me in his own way you know yeah, he would go to things and uh, he said that he was worried that I would become a down and out on my luck is it down and out on your luck out, I, down and I out
2: I so as being an artist
1: uh, down and out musician living in Greenwich Village <laughs> and I go Wow! If I could live in Greenwich Village, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that was his idea. He wanted me to be on the Lawrence Welk show. That was his idea of.
0: Uh, I mean,
1: if I could have done that, he would have been very happy. <laughs> but what a world! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us for episode 12 of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Special thanks to musician Michael Conrad of Greedy Cherry for use of his song Bosa Misterioso," which can be found on streaming platforms or by visiting greedycherry.com. Honestly, the entire Bada Bing album is a fun trip, so go on and give it a listen. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra stories, special cocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. And finally, did you like today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, share more stories, and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.